VOC Nation Radio Network, Wrestling with History, worldwide on VOCNation.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, or uh, everybody's favorite seemingly way to view the show now is YouTube. Um, And uh, thanks to all of you last week. You know, the VOC Nation YouTube channel sat dormant for so long, and we decided to launch this show as our first attempt to revive the channel, we've almost tripled the subscribers. And, and some of you might laugh because that was like 200 up to, uh, you know, just short of 500 and uh, a couple thousand views. So uh, last week's show, over 3000 views. And uh, the first show did just over a thousand. So uh, really good stuff here on Wrestling With History. The voice of choice, Bruce Work, Killer Ken Resnick and the wonderful uh, technologically challenged this week, Bill After. No, wonderful Willie is not technologically challenged at all. My computer needed to reboot. It was that tired. Was, that was too really much good. work, Bill, in, in your, your later years. It, but I yeah. love the later years and I, and I love the way. And by the way, I, I don't want, I, I just want to jump in. We had almost 4,000 viewers yeah. on uh, our show last week the led the most recent episode thank you all for jumping in on voc nation wow well what we need you to do is now go and and by the way just follow voc nation on twitter you get the links to everything that we do all of our shows and we'll go through that in uh, in due time but find our youtube channel it's voc nation radio network hit the subscribe button because that's how we start to monetize that <laughs> stuff and we keep the staff paid here at voc nation and keep bringing you all of the programming that you desire yeah there you go i got my payoff for last week thank you <laughs> just like Vern, First, right? again, like a bonus bill <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think of that that's great so, so the other way we make money here is uh, buy the t-shirt so go on vocnation.com click the pro wrestling tees link and or it's uh, the voc nation shop link whatever it is and buy a voc nation t-shirt you got the killer ken made it real t-shirt and pretty soon by popular demand, we'll have a Bill Apter t-shirts going. You can get all the t-shirts of all of our hosts. Well, if I can plug the pro wrestling right. also, there is a uh, t-shirt that has that on it, the Apter chat. So uh, you can people can that. go there. And, uh, but I, I need a VOC Nation Apter Resnick Wirt one. Well, when you get your next uh, royalty check, Bill, just go on Pro Wrestling Tees and buy it. VOCNationShop.com. Subscribe to YouTube because that helps us to monetize. The other thing that you can do is go and listen to all of the VOC Nation programming. So just hit the subscribe button on your favorite way to listen to your podcast. You get not only this show, In the Room with Brady Hicks and former WCW star, The Maestro. You get Shelly Martinez with Shelly Live. You get Wes Briscoe with Briscoe and Big Ace. And last week's show, uh, well covered by the wrestling, uh, uh, wrestling websites. It, uh, they had Jerry Briscoe on there, and, and Jerry's fun to listen to. 
and uh, Sassy Stephanie with Talking Sass. Uh, Stro does WCW Maestro. Lots of great content on VOC Nation stream. So make sure you subscribe today. And gentlemen, I just want to break into this right away. Last week, we started the show with some current stuff. Ken and I hadn't been doing that nearly at all. And uh, last week, we had uh, a really good reception when we went current. And we'll, we'll work some of that in. I, I feel very strongly about making these shows timeless. So uh, I think we'll keep it brief. But I just want to talk about Raw. We record this usually on Tuesdays. And it's right after Monday Night Raw. So if, if you're listening and you say, well, what about Dynamite? And what about NXT? We, we haven't seen it yet. It didn't come out, even though you might be listening on Wednesday. Raw, for, for me, and, and you guys can comment on it, but... The biggest news, I think, of the week was – what is he doing? What's he doing, Ken? I... My face <laughs> has been burned. But you know something? I'm here. Actually, it's Mr. Wrestling number two. Sorry about that. So I um... – None of that stuff works for me, by the way. None of that works for you. All right. Doesn't work for my family either. It's just, why do you do that stuff? Ken and I were talking off air, and and I'll I'll get to the WrestleMania stuff in a second. But it's it's so it's it's like a it's like a, an overproduced television show now. And for me as a wrestling fan, and and nobody cares what I think; they care what you two think. But for me as a wrestling fan, I liked when the characters were developed by the talent or influenced heavily by the talent. They felt it and it didn't come off like they are trying to play a Hollywood part that they're, they're an unnatural fit for. And I'm not trying to insult the talent, but I think a lot of them will tell you they don't necessarily love what the writers give to them all the time. And I just, that's why I, when I watch wrestling today, I watch AEW for the most part. I don't like the flips. (laughs) I like more of a classic wrestling match, but I'm not into the overplayed parts. Well, I think um, several things. If you like uh, the wrestling part, I've noticed the past few weeks, because I've taken notice of uh, impact wrestling, more so since the invasion has started between they and AEW. And they, they're putting on good wrestling matches. But Monday Night Raw last night, uh, since again, we're taping this the night after, um, I didn't hate it. I thought when they opened with that thing with Randy Orton, it sucked me in right away. And I'm, I'm not a big sports entertainment fan at all. That's a good word. But he got that over so perfectly well compelled me to to uh to watch it and not go away from it i did not like uh the payoff with uh alexa bliss and oscar later on in the night because we're talking what alexa bliss was involved in both these scenarios um (laughs) but i thought randy orton was really very compelling and that thing that triple h and uh stephanie did uh i found it fun it was short uh i was nicely surprised to see uh john cena as hugh can't see me which i thought was was, which was very very funny but uh, you know for for the eight or nine minutes that lasted it was okay the rest of the show um was okay i mean i i didn't find it uh incredibly enticing but the randy orton thing to me started it off 
well. What do you think, Ken? Yeah, I, I'm a little bit the, the opposite. Uh, and I'm the first one to say Randy Orton's, uh, you know, my skills, promo skills are, are just awesome. Yeah. But it, it was like, to me, he just seemed a little out of his normal element where you could tell they had gone over and rehearsed what he was supposed to, to say and getting into the psychology. To me, it, it, it didn't, it, it was okay, but it didn't have the normal Randy Orton, you know, path of believable character. As Bruce mentioned, I, I think, you know, Randy's, you know, current character is certainly an extension of himself and it was like, it, to me, it just didn't seem that, you know, the passion was there getting into all the psychology that he wasn't able to be the, the Randy Orton as good as he normally is. I thought he was actually more intense than yeah. he usually is. I just, I bought that hook, line, and sinker last well, night. Well, you're a mark. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, no. I, well, I try to be. I still, I, part of the reason that I still cover this is because I'm a fan. I don't even say Mark. I don't use any of the inside jargon. Yeah, I'm just kidding. You know what? You know what really bothered me? Um, right after that, when they had the, you know, sort of interview, I guess you will, uh, with Bobby Lashley and Riddle. Yeah. And I'm just thinking in, in the past, if you look at it again, if you DVR'd it or, or see it on YouTube, when Bobby Lashley stomps on Riddle's foot, the camera was wide enough. He missed his foot by two feet. Did he? I didn't, he, I didn't notice that. It wasn't even close. And then Riddle sold it like, you know, his foot had just been crushed, you know, with a sledgehammer. And I was kind of thinking back, you know, Bill, in the old days, you know, we heard the term bannered a lot. If you don't feel it, don't sell it. Yeah. Are you, let me ask you a question because you're old school like I am too, but maybe there's one thing that separates us in terms of how we perceive this stuff is I'm going at this, not looking, I'm trying to look at it like a wrestling fan. I'm not trying to look at it like an internet person or someone who's in the business. I'm trying to watch it as a fan. So I didn't see that. I didn't notice that. I actually, Oh yeah. I, and I mean, um, I was a little surprised. <clears throat> I mean, I happen to notice it in that, you know, in the old, you know, I, I was taught, you know, again, if you don't feel it, you know, don't sell it. Yeah. And when they went to it, I was a little surprised that the camera was back far enough where, where you could see it. And if you get a chance, Bill, I, I'm not kidding. Bobby Lashley missed his foot by, by two feet. And it was like, I'm thinking, you know, Either in the old days, Vince probably would have gone apoplectic <laughs> over that. But now it's, you know, I, I, I don't know if they've just said, you know, we are just entertainment. And if there's no believability factor, we don't care as long as long as you're But when I saw that, I was just, I mean, coming up in the kayfabe era, when when you did everything you could to to make it believable and then you you see something like that you just go oh come on yeah i didn't notice it yeah yeah go back and take a look i i mean it was just you know missed it you know by 
like I said. Yeah, when he did that, when he did that, I actually went, ouch. Yeah, no. It, I bought you know, it. And it again, you know, you might, you know, be right. I'm probably watching it w with a little more critical eye, but yeah. I wasn't looking forward. But, you know, I try and take everything in. It was so obvious he missed it. And I was like, you know, in the old days, Riddle probably would have, you know, been taught to laugh and, you know, that you didn't even, you know, you missed me. I got my foot oh, on yeah. it. Well, the bad part of it was that when Riddle came out and he had that little bandage on his foot, he was jumping and, you know, he was all over. And that, yeah. yeah you know, that, that was unbelievable. And, and you know, I, I think back, you know, to the old days, the, the psychology where if somebody was, you know, was working on your, you know, your leg or your arm, you sold that throughout the whole match. Absolutely. And, and, and your opponent you know, went after it. Yeah. And it was like, here, it's like, just, and, and I, I, I just scratched my head and, and not casting any aspersions on, on anyone. I mean, they still get, you know, almost 2 million viewers a night, but just thinking back, it's, it's like, you could still do all the entertainment aspects, but just try and make it a little more credible or at least, you know, create that just small shadow of a doubt. And I agree. It, I agree. I just, I didn't no. see that. Bruce, what were you going to say? Well, let me ask you this. Um, I think back to 1987. If I think about the height of, my um my wwe fandom it's probably somewhere 86 to 88 uh in terms of when i really if i go back to watch or when i really was invested on tv and i think about the fact that they had the characters some of the over-the-top characters but the things that they were doing you could feel and and there was believability and Ken's talking about the foot thing. And, and I always think about this when I think about wrestling psychology. I don't think about Macho Man Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, WrestleMania three, because that was a great match. But I think about it was a Saturday night's main event in 1987, Randy Savage versus Bret Hart and uh, Bret Hart working on Savage's ankle and you felt everything that was happening. He took off his boot, wrapped it around the ring post. And to me, that is, you can blend the characters because you have the Hart Foundation and Jimmy Hart jumping around outside the ring and uh, the over-the-top savage character. But they also had the psychology and the believability. And that's why millions of people, many more than the millions that watch on Monday nights every week now turned it tuned in to Saturday night's main event and we're invested. And, and but that you, know what, to me, you know what, you know what the, 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 the part here, what they would say is different, that it's a different, the moves are different. Now the psychology is different now where a guy might work on one body part or a girl might work on one body part where right now that's not part of what pro wrestling is. It's faster. They go over, they go after everybody part. It used to be that killer instinct where, you know, one, you, if you hurt that guy's leg, you went in right away and you wound up with a figure four leg lock. And you that's the whole match was you going after that guy's weak point and seeing if he could get it. doesn't happen anymore today. Even in uh, AEW, Ring of Honor, you rarely see them concentrate because the matches now 
are faster moving. It's a different pace. I don't, I just don't think faster means better. Go ahead, Ken. No, it doesn't. One of the things that, you know, I, I, I noticed and Bill, you're 100% right as you are almost 100% of no, the time. No, 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 no. I, but, I, but no, it, I, I think they can still do that, but it's like the, the whole psychology is more just to entertain the viewers where, you know, in the 80s, as Bruce referred to, and even in the 90s, it was more not so much entertaining, but making sure the audience got invested into what the match was and what you oh, were yeah. doing. And it's like they, they just kind of forgot about that where it, it, it's just entertaining you. And, and I want to go back to one thing you brought up, Bill. Um, it, it really took me aback. You know, you obviously liked it. But when Triple H and Stephanie, you know, came out and kind of made a, a joke of, of being newscasters when, you know, they're announcing the next two years of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. I kind of said, this is your, w- without question, everything else aside, WrestleMania is the marquee event of WWE. That, mm-hmm. is, the, that is the face of World Wrestling Entertainment. And they, even then, they kind of made a, a joke and lighthearted about it. And I'm thinking, if you're going to joke about your marquee event, I'm like, huh? I think, I think, and again, and I'm not defending them in any way, I think because they're sports entertainment, but in the next yeah. few weeks after the Royal Rumble, the seriousness of that event will come out. Yeah. I also want to mention that as, as uh, early, as late as the John Cena era, we saw matches where Cena and an opponent would work on a particular body part in a 60-minute match and really go at it. I think when they, do, when they did the pay-per-views back then, uh, it was a different mentality where right now, Raw, even SmackDown, try, it's a fast moving variety show but i'm looking forward to like even at the royal rumble with some matches being actual matches there but and it but it's harder to do it without that live crowd because you don't have that drama of again if you get a guy in a leg lock and you work that for eight minutes when there's no crowd there except that virtual crowd people are going to channel turn you know what really surprised me um and the more I see Alexa Bliss in the ring. Uh, the more I'm realizing and coming to appreciate, she's a pretty good worker, mm-hmm. you know, character aside. Uh, and I thought she and Asuka had a pretty good match, but yet even then they've got to go to the theatrics, the lights go out, go to commercial, now she comes back as part. It, it's like even a really good match today has got to be more theatrics and entertainment than wrestling. Correct. And, and the, the, the message behind that was that the way she acted, of course, was that Bray Wyatt had infiltrated her soul. (laughs) Uh, Right. So that's, that's pro wrestling. No, but up until (laughs) then, what it started becoming not real to me when uh, anything Oscar did, uh, all uh, Alexa Bliss was just yeah. moved out of the way. Yeah. For some reason, Alexa Bliss last night in that match, when she was doing that, she looked like Taylor Swift. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, even for me, I, I realized that, you know, again, maybe, you know, I watch the, 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 the shows and the television with probably a little bit more critical eye having been, you know, on the inside. But it, that's what it really dawned on me that, you know, even from my standpoint, the entertainment and the character gimmick had overshadowed the in-ring talent that Alexa has because up until, you know, sitting back and, and, and watching that match, I never really thought, of, I thought of her more as a character than a wrestler, but she's got pretty good in-ring talent. She does. She does. And some of the, the other guys who are really trying to get over like uh, Ricochet and all, they're doing, I, I feel in a lot of ways that they just keep doing this over and over and over and it's not moving forward at all. Let me ask you this, Bill, and then we'll move on. We'll take a break. And uh, we promise the fans we'll talk about the first WrestleMania, which uh, we've been, we've been, Ken and I have been talking about for weeks. We've been leading up to this. And then if we have time, we'll get into the PWI, PWI ranking system. We might have to save that for next week. We'll see well, how things go. Well, the old one when I was there. I don't know how they do it now. But. Well, we'll talk about back in, in those days because I think, I think that's, uh, that's of, uh, go ahead, Ken. But before we take a break, there's something we have to do. Uh-oh. And, and, and I've been Sounds thinking serious. about it. I mean, you know, I, I have the nickname Killer Ken that was given to me by Hulk Hogan. You know, you are, you know, the voice of choice, Bruce Wirt. We need a name for Bill Apter. Oh, we have And, and, and I, I was thinking about it. Here's what I would like to suggest. Again, thinking about Raw, and of course, Randy Orton is known as the legend killer, but talking about all the rankings, the strength of, of PWI and Bill Apter, I think he should be Bill Apter, the legend maker. Oh, that! wow. Thank you. Uh, that's very flattering to me. What, what do you think, Bruce? I... I just have trouble giving Bill that much credit. He does. Oh, uh, no, I think, yeah. Although I, I can change his mind. I, I, I <laughs> Give him your, your dollar paid back. No, I, Ken, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Jimmy Valiant, way back when, when he was after my office championship, the cow belt championship office wrestling, he nicknamed me Wonderful Willie. And that's been with me for since the mid-70s. Mm-hmm. Wonderful point. Willie. I, I, I did know that. Wonderful Willie, the legend maker. How about I like that? I Bill after the legend maker. Well, th- I appreciate that very, very much. You now have the um, after chat seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you this, Bill, before we, we go to a break. I, I think about the timing of all of this and and there's somebody that, and, and I'm, not, I'm not crapping on this person because ultimately, you know, this guy makes all the decisions, uh, Vince McMahon. Unquestionably. Uh, yeah, paint coming off. But, you know, <laughs> the over-the-top stuff, I know they have to be more entertaining now that there's no fans because they really have to make it a TV show. I get it. But I also think about that period before uh, mid-1987 when it was more sport than pure sports entertainment Mm -hmm. and there's one commonality between when things started really getting uh over the top from 87 uh onward and then um most recently i think it's gone a little bit more theatrical and over the top and and uh bruce pritchard is, is common and i'm not 
I love uh, something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard, my favorite podcast outside of ours. And I think the world of him as a performer, he's funny, obviously uh, legendary in the wrestling business behind the scenes, Absolutely. but is, is his influence? I knew him when he was a that puppy, things... by the way, when he worked for Paul Bosch. What's that? I knew him when he was a puppy, when he was trained by Paul Bosch. Yeah, in Houston. But it's his influence, and, and he came up with real wrestling roots, but it's his influence and really knowing what Vince loves, you know, and, and you know, the Gaga, Pat Patterson term. Is his influence the reason that things are so over the top now? Do you think that that could be part of it? I think just like any employee of any company, you try and please your boss and do things the way he wants. I also don't think it's just Bruce at this point. I think people talk backstage and they come up with ideas. And again, they're trying to make a TV show that's entertaining, not a sports program. All right, I got it. I know it. where you're going with this. I know well, that. And eventually we'll talk about it. If uh, fans keep getting those subscription numbers up, I will talk about it. Yeah. Bill's got a real strong opinion on this. And well, I'm going to get it out of him. I'm going to keep let's, working. Let's get, let's get a few thousand uh, subscribers here and then we'll open the floodgates. You know your mission. At VOC Nation is how to follow us on Twitter. Find the VOC Nation radio network on your favorite podcast app on YouTube. Got to get the subscribers up. We got to get the podcast numbers up. We want them in the hundreds of thousands. So you know your goal. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Yes, this yes. is Wrestling With History. It's on VOC Nation. We're exclusive to VOC Nation. And by the way, this episode is presented by our friends at PW Insider. Mike Johnson, Dave Shearer, and the team. If you want news first and fast and accurate, go to PWInsider.com. That's not to say we don't love 411 Mania or Wrestling Inc. or any of our other friends, but they're the friends we're focusing on today. We'll be back on the other side. We'll talk WrestleMania worldwide in the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOC Nation. Since 2012, HIAC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Lagan every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com. 
and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. VOC Nation Radio Network, wrestling with history, back here with uh, the voice of choice, Bruce Wirt, Killer Ken Resnick, and the renamed Wonderful Willie, the legend maker, Bill Apter, famous from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, formerly of OneWrestling.com, currently uh, has a home right here at VOC Nation. Yeah, don't forget WOW Magazine. That was a big part of my career as well, please. For what? Two and a half, two years. Was it two years? I think it was about two years, yeah. We should, you know what? A topic for one of these uh, shows, Wrestling With History, let's do History of Wrestling Magazines. I like that. I have a bunch of those. We need more, so our fan interaction goes up and down. Ken and I, once upon a time, we took calls live um, and and we, we really got mostly the same cycle of people that came through. So we stopped that. And uh, every once in a while, we'll get a flood of interaction on Twitter, on, on email, email uh, Bruce at VOCNation.com. Follow us at VOCNation. The Twitter for the show is uh, at Resnick after VOC. Resnick is R-E-S-N-I-C-K after A-P-T-E-R and V-O-C at the very end. Rad Resnick after V-O-C. If you follow V-O-C Nation, you can find that. And tweet us feedback. I get a lot of feedback. We got feedback on YouTube comments that said you love the show, you love the format. We want to know questions that you actually have for Ken and Bill or things that are related to the topics that we're bringing you. That would help the show to be that much more successful. So there's my challenge to you. You got to subscribe. You got to give us feedback. And uh, I think it'll just make the shows that much better. But thank you for all the positive ratings that you're sending us. We appreciate it. All right, guys, WrestleMania. WrestleMania one happened in 1985. Uh, and that's the year that Ken and I were covering before we, uh, we added you to the show, Bill. We were plotting through the 80s. But it happened March 31st, 1985, of course, at Madison Square Garden. And the event is significant because it was the very first WrestleMania. It merged celebrity with professional wrestling. It, it's the reason that we have the products that we have today. And what I mostly want to get into with you guys is – the buzz around the business. There it is. There it is. Hulk Hogan, Mr. T. The original. Uh, the main event was uh, really these two guys mixed with Mr. Wonderful and Mr. T. The original program. By the way, if this guy was in a box, unpack, I might not have to uh, do this show. I mean, I could be a gazillionaire. Whatever happened to him? <laughs> so wrestlemania that's the original program bill it is and here's the uh, here's the entire card see if you're listening to the podcast that's a reason to get onto youtube and yeah, check yeah. it out bill's got match is listed here and uh uh if you if you subscribe to the wwe network um there is a uh the very first show and both of you know ken uh you're aware of this too. And I know Bruce is that back then the WWF banned all the magazines from covering, they had their own magazine and it was a business decision. Um, I think it was in response to the success of pro wrestling illustrated. Well, they wanted to uh, control uh, the narrative also. (laughs) They wanted to control 
what they were doing. And again, it's their product. They had every right to do with it. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think what my thought, why I mentioned this is that. Um, well, you were at the press conference, but you could go to the event, right? Well, here's the, here's what happened with the, but that, this changed the entire course. Oh, okay. So if you subscribe to the WWE network, there is a show about the original WrestleMania on there. And because all the magazines and I were banned from going to the event and everything before and after that so many years is I was shocked when I got a phone call from the WWE network and they were first kicking up to bring me into a studio and talk about the gamble that Vince McMahon took for that first documentary. I'm on that documentary and talk about that. He, he took his whole bankroll, his family savings, everything and invested it in that. And had this not worked out, he would have been, uh, excuse me, buddy, can I borrow a dime? I'll clean your car window gladly outside the Lincoln Tunnel. Well, I've heard that. I've heard that. But why was it? So there's been, I mean, it wasn't the first major wrestling event because they, you know, you had Starcade that happened starting in 1983. You had the AWA Super Clash events that I think uh, they were those before WrestleMania. You had uh, pro wrestling. Um, what, what was the, can I, 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 can't think of the official term pro wrestling pro wrestling usa pro wrestling usa did events with major stars so it's not the first yeah, mega it wasn't, card it wasn't they didn't have people in the fold like vince did with nbc with all the newspapers the celebrities that they had i know that those other shows you talked about had celebrities but if you really look at you know mr t at that point uh, Muhammad Ali, Liberace. So he was paying. Pets. He was yeah, paying that think, talent. Think about it, Bruce. You know, uh, Starcade. They had Smoking Joe Frazier as a referee, but that was really it. I, I mean, if you think about what it must have cost Vince for, you know, they had Billy Martin as a ring announcer. They had Liberace and the Rockettes as. as uh, timekeeper, you know, Muhammad Ali paying Mr. T, you know, it, the, the talent in those days weren't on guaranteed contracts. It was right. a percentage of the gate. So there was no risk from that, but, you know, having that kind of Hollywood talent, you know, and, and not only there, but remember, you know, Muhammad Ali ended up uh, drilling Roddy Piper, Cindy Lauper got into it outside the ring, you know, with Moolah, so it wasn't like they were there as window dressing to not only pay them to, to be there, to be basically endorsing the product, but to be getting involved, you know, that didn't come cheap. And I, and I'm sure Bill is right. You know, at that point they had spent an awful lot of money. They were buying TV time all throughout the nation, you know, but there's another thing there. Harder, they were paying for it. There's another thing that Ken, because he worked for Verangania would understand this mentality. Vince McMahon wanted to make this a show. He didn't care that it was pro wrestling. Vern Gagne, Jim Crockett, Bob Geigel, Bill Watts, all these other, Memphis a little bit, uh, were all on the thing where we promote Donald. wrestling. We prom yes, we promote pro wrestling. What Vince is doing 
is putting on an entertainment spectacle, and that's not that's not what this is. And there was talk, and Ken, I know you probably heard this around the business, that these guys were going to get together and physically knock Vince off. I don't mean to kill him, but to make sure this whole thing wasn't going to take place and it wasn't going to even happen. Well, that, that was Pro Wrestling USA, right? I mean, that was it was Crockett and Ganya getting together to to stop. It was all. It was a lot of promotions, but I'm talking about physically making sure that this was wasn't going to happen. That was the rumor going around the business. But these other promoters tried everything they could to stop it by putting on classy wrestling. But what this did was it brought into prominence fans that had no idea what pro wrestling was about anymore. They thought it was the old CD arenas. And this thing promoted this as a major entertainment worldwide, 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 worldwide spectacle, not a wrestling show. Even Jim Crockett, who I used to talk to literally every day, would say to me, well, we're not doing that stuff with all these stars. We're a wrestling company. Well, and, and you know, I sit back and obviously, you know, I wasn't involved. I was still in the AWA. But when you think about it, Vince, even then, with the risks he took, was such a great marketer. It was at Madison Square Garden. So who did he have? Billy Martin from the Yankees was involved. He had the Rockettes involved. I mean, he had... He New had the York garden. Red at he had the garden. Square Garden. I mean, yeah. he was really smart. He, you know, that pioneered really locking in, you know, rock music and wrestling with Cindy Lauper. And, you know, the one thing is I, you know, look back on it over the years. And if you think about what, you know, happened in terms of WWF wrestling following WrestleMania, the storylines were all plotted out where they were going to go after WrestleMania you don't really see that today. It's like there'll be a pay-per-view and the next pay-per-view uh, is going to be a rematch of what we just gave you. The pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah, no. I mean, he, he had all the chips pushed into the middle of the table, but he knew exactly what his hand was. I mean, and, and sometimes the risks he took and the way he molded and brought everything together, um, not a huge Vince fan, but I don't think he gets the credit for, you know, putting that whole package together and then what they brought out of WrestleMania to move forward with. You were working for Vern at that time. The day after WrestleMania, what was the feel from, from the AWA office? Uh, the reality was uh, it was just a spectacle. It was a one-off. Nobody's going to care. Uh, and I know what they started to build from, from WrestleMania got – a lot more attention than the WrestleMania itself. They were saying, it's just that people just want to see these entertainment, you know, it's going to be a one-off. It's never going to make it, you know, and there's still a lot of speculation. Um, Bill, you remember one of the, the major closed circuit sites had some, some serious technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember where it was, but there's speculation that, okay, Pittsburgh, you're exactly right. Bruce that there may have been some skullduggery on, you know, one of the other promoters to, to try and make that, that happen. Um, you know, it was poo-pooed at the beginning. It was poo-pooed, you know, right after 
19,000 Madison Square Garden. Yeah, well, it was Liberace, it was the Rockettes, Ali, Billy Martin. They weren't there for the wrestling. They didn't care about the wrestling. Well, it was like, you know, newsflash. Maybe they didn't come in caring about it, but they left caring about well, it. Well, they did. It was all over the major newspapers. But they had one other thing that they stole from where you worked, Ken. They had Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan oh, yeah. at that point, at that point, and when they brought Mr. T in, of course, to uh, uh, be an ally of his. But they, Hulk Hogan at that point was like one of the biggest stars in the world. Everybody knew who Hulk Hogan was at that point. By the way, if you ever want to watch Piper. if you ever want to watch it, you can come over. I have the uh, I have the Coliseum video tape here in perfect condition. So if you'd like to uh, come over to Aptus Alley one night and watch it. Oop, it's upside down, isn't it? Is it? Well it depends. What are the what snacks are you gonna provide? Are you, or you, okay. you okay. can just subscribe to the WWE Network for nine ninety nine, and you don't have to leave your house during the pandemic. Yeah, but you want to watch this on an old VCR. It's like watching a, a horror movie from Universal way back in the black and white days, and then they digitize it. Anyway, but that, that took the public that, again, was ignorant to what was happening in pro wrestling, where my brother-in-law, who's a brilliant attorney, he wouldn't be wrestling it. The next day after that, and I didn't even know him at that point, but he would probably have, he would have known about that. It was in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. It was everywhere. But that's, I think that's what I wanted to get across uh, through you two was, I think a lot of people don't understand the importance of that event. And they think about, well, WrestleMania three was the, the big one. That's when things started to explode, but it's, it's the cost behind WrestleMania one and the, the money that McMahon paid to Billy Martin and Cindy Lauper, Mr. T, Muhammad Ali, Liberace, the Rockettes, making all of that come together, bankrolling that along with the, the garden. And I mean, I'm sure that the, the rent for the garden oh. was, was, uh, you know, it was run, it was a uh, part of the business BAU. Um, but then you got closed circuit. All of those costs came together. And if that doesn't succeed, there's a very good chance that, that the WWF has to fold into other promotions, right? Oh, Jim sure. Crockett. They or... did. There was one thing, though, that where they saved money that night. They, they had all the, they'd had hundreds of people that invited to come in and have dinner with the wrestlers and all that. They used paper plates. <laughs> Well, the, 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 the fact is, Bruce, you know, you're right. And a lot of people think about, you know, WrestleMania three, the Pontiac Silverdome, Hulk and Andre. But if WrestleMania one hadn't been a success, nobody would have cared about WrestleMania two. And the fact that WrestleMania one was such a huge success WrestleMania two was almost guaranteed to be a, a success before they announced the card. Oh, because yeah, it was all in the marketing. It had, had become a, a thing. It was an event. It was the Super Bowl. It's WrestleMania. Right. right. But it's, it's all about the marketing. Yep. And McMahon, yep. McMahon had expert marketing teams working with him yep. to make sure. And he going out to all these different places, he and Hogan would go to these newspapers, to these TV stations. Here you have these, you know, Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan coming to 
you know, help promote the event and, you know, all the, everything. It was just, it was perfect. And he also knew his, his target audience and how to reach them. So he started the commercials for kids, uh, lunch boxes and things like that. And the year before, they started the partnership with M- MTV and their first wrestling special, The Brawl to End It All. That's on MTV, July 23rd, 1984, Madison Square Garden. And that's where Cindy Lauper jumped into the fray. Um, I think all of that kind of came together and... I think, Bill, you hit it right on the head. The marketing aspect and Vince knowing his audience and knowing techniques to reach that audience led him to be so successful. And I think that's, that might be a little bit of what they're missing today. Go ahead, Ken. I stepped on you. I'm sorry. Oh, no. no. I, I was going to say he was so smart in who he picked out. As you mentioned, Cindy Lauper, MTV. Cindy Lauper alone brought in the younger audience. He was in Madison Square Garden. At that time, who was the most controversial sports figure in New York? Billy Martin. Billy Martin, yeah. It's entertainment. You know, they they didn't call it sports entertainment, but Vince recognized this has got to be entertainment. In all the entertainment world, who at that time in 1985 was the most over-the-top? Liberace. He brought in Liberace. I mean, the, the, the planning and the people he used... Was there a bigger name, as Bill said, worldwide than Muhammad Ali? Yeah. There he is. Muhammad Ali is going to be there. He covered every single base. He also, he also uh, because of uh, his business dealings and people in his office, he also knew how to attract the business people to come and watch, the yep. Wall Street people who would sit there you know, in suits and ties and start to, you know, this became the Vogue. This became like an Ali Fraser fight where people from all walks of life, it's a very hot ticket and they all wanted to be there. Think about uh, WrestleMania four and five. I think it's four and five where a future president of the United States, this isn't a political statement, but Donald Trump right in the front row. And that validated professional wrestling for that, uh, that business community at the time. Well, the, uh, he, he wasn't I, a politician back then, good. folks. I, I can share a, a, an interesting story uh, that I don't think I, I, I've ever told. But to give you an idea, as Bill mentioned, the difference in philosophy from Vince McMahon to Vern Gagne. We were going out to the Meadowlands, Bill. Remember the first big kind of pro wrestling USA card? Night of Champions, I think. Do, it was, yeah. do, do a, we do a great house. My best friend lives in New York. So we were going out to lunch. And I, I, I don't know how he wormed his, his way in. But anyways, Vern had nothing. So Vern came with me to have lunch with my best friend, who was a pretty astute, very successful Wall Street individual. And Vern was talking while we were at lunch, saying that he got a request from the New Yorker. New Yorker magazine wanted to do an interview with him. And my friend said to him, New Yorker? And Vern said, yeah, I turned him down. Yeah, now all of a sudden they want want to know about wrestling. For years he wanted nothing to do with it, put us down. I'm not doing it. And my friend is going, Vern, you're turning down the New Yorker? Are you crazy? But that was the difference in attitude. You know, Vince would have sent a limo down to pick up the writers, 
Yeah, Kenny let Hogan go. Dude, I'm not talking to them. He let Hogan go, and that guy will never be able to work here again. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, I mean, they're, you know, uh, Bruce and Bill, you know, just, you know, focuses on the different philosophy between, say, Vern. I think the AWA at that point was the, the second best promotion. Uh, you know, along with WWF, you could argue which one was one or two. But while Vince McMahon recognized and was embracing entertainment, trying to bring them in, Vern was saying, I'm not going to talk to the New Yorker. Where were they when I, where were they when I needed them? Now suddenly they want to talk to me. Forget it. Well, you see, Jim Crockett would have encapsulated. If that was Jim Crockett with you, he would have, he would have done that. See, I put AWA and, and uh, NWA on the same level back then. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Jim Crockett would have, you know, couldn't have gotten there fast enough. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, once Jim Crockett saw um, what how the world was changing, he started bringing in not yep. Joe Fraser was pre WrestleMania, but Jim Crockett because he had Dusty Rhodes. Dusty was tuned into entertainment. Although I, I think Vince was smart enough to learn from Starcade kind of the disaster it was with Joe Frazier as a referee. <laughs> they had Muhammad Ali as a special guest referee for the main event outside the ring, but Pat Patterson was the in-ring referee. Yeah. Yeah. I think Vince kind of learned from, you know, the Starcade problems with Smoke and Joe. Yeah, they, well, Smoke, the, the match, that because I was there, of course, but Dusty and Flair was the selling point of that thing. Whether Joe Frazier would have been involved or not, they still would have done a dynamite pay-per-view. Yeah. Hey, Bill, you talked about, or maybe it was Ken, talked about the New Yorker. Part of the promotion for WrestleMania was uh, Hulk Hogan appearing on Hot Properties with Richard Belzer a couple days before the event, and he puts Richard Belzer into a, a what, like a front face lock, <laughs> knocks him out cold, and he hits his head on the floor, and Belzer sues for $5 million. So uh, talk about a cost for that event. I mean, if this isn't successful, great publicity. just great Richard publicity. Belzer could have put them out of business. Right. Great publicity because that that Hogan was, trying, Hogan was trying to show that you know wrestling is real we may have a lot of they didn't completely lift the whole thing knock him out get him get him good but <sighs> it was to prove that the wrestling end of this thing is still real we might be dressing it up with shtick and celebrities but what we do is real yeah there's a difference I'm sure to this day when you, as the way Hogan was over as the baby face, probably there's a lot of people that had no idea what Bruce was talking to, what Hulk did to Richard Belzer. But it, it, as a heel, everybody knows what John Stossel took from Dr. D. David Schultz, and they weren't that far apart, but there's a difference. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But the yeah. WrestleMania was the biggest gamble of Vince McMahon's life. And to be honest with you, it was a good thing because it not only it wasn't a good thing for the competing promotions, but wrestlers that went to work for the WWF never envisioned making a livelihood for them and their families like they were able to in their career days with the WWF. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing 
transitionary point for the business. Let's take a quick break. There's a whole lot more, and I'm sure you fans will want us to talk a lot more, not me, but them, to talk a lot more about WrestleMania, and we will in the coming weeks and months. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We forgot one part. We talked about me going to getting into the press conference, right? I know, but let, let, let me take a break, and then we'll end the show. We'll come back on the I'm other not side. I'm talk about the press conference. I just want to let you know because I haven't told anybody. Okay. We're, we're off the air now, right? Okay. No, Bill. Uh, well, you're supposed yeah. to play along and say, yeah, we're off the air now, right? Yeah, we're off the air. I, uh, I snuck in. <laughs> I snuck in. I was not invited. I want to hear more about this. We'll do that. Yeah. I want to hear more about this. Oh, wait, there's the record button is still on. Yep, duped again. He must be. He must be getting his cues from, from WWE writers. We'll be back on the other side. Knowledge of the last minute and a half. More on WrestleMania. Uh, I, I think the PWI rankings will have to. We'll have to push to next week. More on WrestleMania. We'll get deeper on WrestleMania in the coming weeks. We'll unpack the card. I know you're gonna you're gonna give us that feedback, and we'll do that for you. But this is all about the lead up, and and I think that was important. This is wrestling with history worldwide in the VOC Nation Radio Network. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. All right, VOC Nation Radio Network, wrestling with history, and we're worldwide, vocnation.com, or your favorite podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you uh, search for us and subscribe. You get all the fantastic VOC Nation programming. Go to vocnationshirts.com, get your favorite VOC Nation program shirt, courtesy of Pro Wrestling Tees. And by the way, this episode brought to you by PW Insider. Get your news accurate and uh, inside from PW I mean, Insider. Mike Johnson, Dave Shearer, man, did the best. I forgot the little tagline I was using. Sorry about that. By the way, VOC Radio, what about the VOC Video Nation that we're on right here? The booming YouTube channel, um, the subscribers are uh, uh, going almost triple. And again, small amount for all of you. Uh, I mean, like we're not in Jim Cornette, the the stratosphere that he's in, but this is a budding YouTube channel, and um, almost at 500. We need to get to a thousand to uh, be into monetization territory, and that's how Bill and Ken really yeah. uh, get their payoffs, right? I'm not I'm not McMahon with the big backing behind. That's me. not what I hear. You fans that follow me at OneWrestlingVideo.com, we've got 28,000 of you. I know you're watching me on here as well. So subscribe here because I'm on here every week along with two incredible talents here. Killikin, if you will, and beautiful Bruce Ward. Oh, boy. Let's just stay with the voice of choice, okay? I just gave you a wrestling name. Come oh, on. Oh, boy. Beautiful Bruce, baby. All right. Uh, 
So, gentlemen, to wrap up the lead-in to WrestleMania, Bill, you were shut out of the event. So, Pro Wrestling Illustrated was not allowed to shoot the event, and that's well, because, none of the magazines were allowed. Right. Yeah, right. But that's because they wanted their own people. They didn't want outsiders in. But they had the newspaper. No, no, they they, they were. Oh, they did let the newspapers. There were new newspapers from all over the world were there. Every country had it. They didn't want competing magazines because they had their own magazine. You should have put on a fake mustache and, and got a no, press pass. No, would, from somebody. We had a gentleman from England. His name is Chaz Fenn. Chaz had a very long neck and he always told long stories. And Chaz, yes. And uh, Chaz was our staff photographer at that point. And he went to Madison Square Garden with a 400 millimeter lens. We bought a ticket upstairs and he wrapped it. And when he was going through security, they said, what is that? He says, I'm on a special diet. It's a special sandwich that I have to consume. And the guy said, okay, go through. So he got the lens in and nobody caught him. And he shot the matches from up top. Like that would happen today. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, but you were able to get to the press conference. You, uh, you told us during the break, um, uh, I did air quotes for those listening on audio only. You told us during the break, you were able to sneak into the press conference. I, I, you know what? Uh, I went to the hotel where it was. I think it might have been the New York Hilton. And all the celebrities, and you know, Billy Martin was there, and uh, Liberace, Muhammad. Uh, Ali wasn't there, if I remember. No, Ali was there, actually. And uh, there were tons of press. And I just, I didn't think that Vince McMahon or anyone in the WWF would turn me away and make a scene in front of, the entire world of press. Yeah. So I, ju- I walked in and then, Get out of there after. and then when he saw me, when he saw me, he just said, uh, how are you doing, Bill? Nice to see you. And there's a photo that's in my book of me taking a picture of, uh, of Vince while the undertaker and Basil DeVito, who was Vince's right hand man uh, at that time, uh, it was the first time I ever posed Vince McMahon because there were other press photographers there. I'm looking for the photo. There are other press photographers there and uh, he, could, he couldn't say no. And you know what? He and I always got along fine personally. Uh, this was a, it was a business decision. Um, there we go. There he is. Wonderful. You see the Undertaker standing there too. And uh, uh, yeah, it was just, it would have embarrassed their organization had they said, uh, you know, you're going to have to leave this type of thing. And I wouldn't have made a stink, stink out of it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just not that type of person. But uh, yeah, it was very cool to, uh, to be there. And some of the wrestlers kept saying, hey, uh, uh, you're going to be at ringside with your camera? And I said, no. He said, why? Is it just uh, Vince doesn't let the magazines in? And they were all like, oh, well. They knew they were going to get publicity all over the world in yeah. every every legitimate news media. Well, next week, we'll talk more about the event and the aftermath. We'll get into the rankings, I promise. I promise we'll get into the story behind the PWI rankings. We want to know from you, if you're listening, whether it's audio or video, whether you subscribe to VOC Nation on either, tweet us at VOC Nation or uh, tweet the show. Either way, uh, I, I can access either one at Resnick after VOC or at VOC nation. Let us know your favorite WrestleMania one 
either match or part. So it could be any aspect of WrestleMania. Maybe you liked Liberace. Maybe you liked Gene Okerlund singing the national anthem. Whatever you liked most about WrestleMania, let us know, and uh, we'll figure out a fantastic prize that we can give you. Uh, how about I have that? something at, at Afters Alley here that I might be willing to give to that one person who comes up with the best why this was my WrestleMania moment moment. As long as it's not Chris from Minnesota. Because oh, I, come on. That's exactly what it was going to spoil the surprise. Or no, Malcolm, he still owes him a T-shirt from the last contest. That's why. Or Malcolm or Rat Boy. Uh, oh, I, I just, Rat Boy. I miss him. This is going back into the uh, archive. And uh, this is going back into the uh, Actors Alley VCR room. No, I... Actually, guy Bruce, if our fans are very astute, somebody's going to say their best WrestleMania moment for them was Bill after sneaking into the press conference, and you know that he's going to give them the prize. Absolutely, definitely, definitely. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to find multiple prizes because we're going to have millions <laughs> we'll of people. That. By the way, also uh, in, individually, and I am part of VOC Nation. You can. Follow me at After One Wrestling on Twitter, and everything that I do is shared with VOC Nation. And by the way, we're going to get Ken to get his own Twitter. One of these days, it's going to happen. We're going to figure it out. People have been begging Ken, begging for you to get on Twitter. All right, that's all the well, time we have. I, I thought about it, but I don't want to suffer the embarrassment of, won't mention his name, of getting on and then having my account be suspended. <laughs> No, don't mention the name, please. Yeah, we'll, we'll right. get we'll get banned by YouTube. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, okay, uh, thank you, everybody. We're you know out what of time. he's going to be doing now? He's going to be biding his time. Anyway, oh no, nothing. Uh, We're out of time for this week. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube and and your favorite app, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes. Rate and review us on iTunes because that also helps our exposure as well. For Killer Ken Resnick, for Wonderful Willie, the legend maker, I'm the voice of choice, Bruce Ward. We'll see you next week. We'll talk to you next week right here, Wrestling With History, worldwide in the VOC Nation Radio Network. Right here is the future of wrestling.